preparedness. Let's go. Those zombies I, will fucking oh, kill themselves. Let's go. Hey, this is James from SurroundPunk.com. And this is Couch Potato Mike. How the hell are you doing today, sir? Great. Yourself? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. Somebody said hi, gents, to us. Hello. Person. Uh, thanks for stopping by. Yep. Two people. That's that's twice the number we normally get in here. Yeah. And aren't you still one of them, though? Uh, possibly. Ha, 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 ha. Possibly me one of them. Uh, whatever. So, um, these live streams might get a bit better in the near future. Um, well, before we get to that... Mike, what's today's show about? I have no clue. You didn't tell me. Uh, and I'm not going to tell you next week either. Next week's going to be fun. Um, so today's episode is about National Preparedness Month, which is September every year. Um, maybe one year I'll recreate what I did my first year of Survival Punk. Oh, hello, wife. Ha! M.W. and my wife. So, uh, hi, Arya. My daughter's watching. Um, so the first year I had survival punk, um, I had, I had, I, I went crazy. I remember, I'm sure you, you might remember me doing this, mm -hmm. um, for, for national preparedness month, the first month that I had survival punk back in like 2012 or something, I reached out to like, I don't know, a few hundred companies. Right. Yo, yo. It was like, send me products and Monday through Friday. So five, 10, 15, 20, I had 20 prizes and I gave out one prize a Monday through Friday, every day of the month. Um, traffic was fucking huge. People like free shit. People like free shit. Um, there, so I do have free shit to give out. Um, really? I'm still trying to figure out how to do the contest. Like send me an email, jamesforallpunk.com. I'm giving out two free samples of element, element, uh, hydration. Your survivalist, you need your hydration. Avocado Why don't you do it like the first person to email you the secret word gets, wins that. You know what? I like secret words. Um, uh, I, so I would appreciate if you shared either the video or the podcast and you email me, jamesforvalpunk.com. Email me. Spelunking. Yeah, sure. Email me spelunking. It's <laughs> just the first word that popped into my head. Yeah. Uh, I was going to be like, can you tell me the name of the co-pilot from Top Gun in an email? You win a prize. Um, either if you get spelunking or that, I got two to give out. Uh, okay, so the first and the, two people, and the and the winner of the other one will be the person who could correctly in that e in the email tell us what year I predicted the world would change. Which means you have to have watched the last, listened to the last episode of the Survival Punk podcast as well. All right. So National Preparedness Month. Um, so, what is National Preparedness Month? You know what? It's a it's a national holiday, month long, created by the government. Um, you so, know, I, th I, you, I thought I lived next door to a prepper for a while. Turns out he was just a hoarder. Yeah. It's a stupid it's a stupid holiday created by the government, but we can use it for good, um, not the greater good. Mosquito, uh, you scared your poor puppy. So, so I believe National Preparedness Month was created by FEMA. It's created by FEMA. You can go to ready.gov. I'll have that link in there. Um, they have stuff they talk about. Um, every survivalist that's worth their like two cents is going to have something going on this month. Uh, and we'll talk about that a bit later. But if you want more information, um, like everyone's got something going on for National Preparedness Month. I know 
the guys over at Mind for Survival are putting out a survival tip every month. So check them out. Um, I'm going to try to get those guys on the podcast. I'm going to try to get trying to get some pretty big names on the podcast in the near future. Um, I miss having guests. You know what? And, and I heard someone say, like, there's two trains of thoughts. Like, guests are either easier or a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, honestly, like everything is either easier or pain in the ass. So if you're, if it can be easier in having a guest on the podcast in that they're doing at least half the work. Um, if you just ask them some questions and let them talk about what they're passionate about, boom, it's pretty easy for you. Cause I mean, depending on who you are, like I've had, I've had guests before provide me with the questions to ask the guests. And when I go on a podcast, um, there's a lot of times where I provide the questions. So literally all you have to do as the host of the podcast is ask the questions that were given to you by the guest and let the guest answer those questions and just sit back and have fun. Um, I've had guests, me and Mike have had guests on the show that would not let us get a word in edgewise. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had guests on the show that we had to drag kicking and fucking screaming. Um, and we've had guests that uh, were great. We've had oh, guests yeah. that were just <laughs> poor Paul Wheaton. Get, like episode number 17. Ah, oh, yes. Episode 17. Before we knew how to record uh, guest podcast interviews, we recorded... We recorded Paul just coming out of the audio in the speakers of the laptop. It was horrible. Paul's like, yeah, I don't know if I should, I don't know if I should promote this since you can't hear me. And I spent like six hours editing that podcast to try to bring the levels up. It was a nightmare. Um, So he was like, try this program called Pamela. I got Pamela. uh, And it worked for a long time until it didn't work. And it no longer does work. So I went on the hunt to find new software and I, I'm still kind of working on it. Uh, I have some things. I need to test it. If you would like to be on Survival Punk Podcast, uh, drop as us a an test, email. Drop us an email. Um, James at survivalpunk.com. Yes. Um, and I, you know what? You can leave a voicemail. And I don't have the number pulled up right now. Like it's Our internet is not great, and I don't have a laptop anymore. That's why we record outside on my phone. Uh, but Mike doesn't know this yet. The internet may be improving real soon. Really? So uh, I have T-Mobile internet, and every once in a while, I contact them about when I'll have service, T-Mobile service, at my home. Um, They said this last time that I asked them that they're doing tower upgrades. The upgrade should be completed at the far-out date of September 16th. Wow. Uh, At that point, I should have 5G internet at the house and could be able to get T-Mobile's home internet of like over a hundred and like sixty times faster than our internet. That would be fucking awesome. Yes, in which case I would I would swap to T-Mobile internet, and it'd be great too to have my cell phone service at home, so I'd have home internet that didn't suck. And I'm sure Mike also would drop a TNT like a drop it like it's hot, like a bad fucking habit. They keep raising their damn rates, and I right. still have shitty service. Right, and that's that's terrible. Like um. So, man, y'all pray for me. I would love to have fast internet and be able to have better streams. Like, the quality of the stream is probably not great. No. Um, and if you want me to be a guest on your podcast, contact me at couchpotatogiveaway at gmail.com. Spelled exactly how it's spelled. Yeah. So, 
let's start out this. So we're going to kind of split the podcast into like two real categories. Um, I know that recent events, I won't name those names, but recent events, and there's been a lot of recent events. Um, I feel like there's a lot of history going on. Recent events have really pushed a lot of people into being preppers. Uh, the field is much bigger than it has been. Um, when I got into prepping back in like 2008, no, not because of the recession, for dumb reasons. Uh, when I got into prepping, uh, it was still kind of like... Tinfoil hatters? Tinfoil hat, like kind of frowned upon. The end is nigh! Yes. Um, and like everyone was kind of hush-hush. There's still some hush-hush people like, man... I'll get it. I won't even talk about that. But it's, I feel like it's a lot more open now. Like everyone that saw the supply shortages that happened and are still happening, um, and everyone that saw the riots that have been happening and all the other stuff that has been happening, I was kind of starting to get on board. Like, um, especially for the, I feel like people are more open to common sense prepping than they used to be. Yeah, they're tired of getting laughed at by everybody living in Montana and the Mormons. Right. So, um, so starting out for beginners, like, I like to preach sort of like very like middle of the road, like basic prepper stuff. My number one tip always, it's called copy canning. So this is my, Mike, what's, a, what's an example of something you buy from the store that is... Shelf stable from the middle aisles. Oh, yeah. From the middle aisles, uh, I often buy cans of pork and beans. Pork and beans. Excellent example. So, Mike, on, on example, do you know how many cans of pork and beans you eat a week? Like, is it a once or twice a week meal? Once or twice a week. But so, I know what you're going for with right. coffee canning. So, Mike goes to the store this week, and he knows this week he buy, he's going to eat one or two cans of pork and beans. Guaranteed to eat one or two cans of pork and beans. He eats one or two cans of pork and beans every week. He goes to the store. He bought four cans of pork and beans, They're which is cheap. like what a dollar, like sixty extra, maybe. Well, yeah, no, where I shop for where I shop and get my beans at, uh, one can of those is like seventy-eight cents, something like that. So, like a dollar forty. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's spending about dollar forty. Just extra, double it up, which is completely negligible. Right, but you see, here's the kicker. All right, it's not just buying those extra cans; it's buying them and then not using them. Like if you need, say, I need two cans of pork and beans a week, I buy four cans. Just an extra, you know, dollar and change, right? The next week, he goes back to the store. Right. I don't use those same four, two, those extra two cans the following week. No, I go back and buy my two plus another two. Guess what? That's prepping. That is having the extra stuff there when you don't need it for the times when you do. Right. And he spends an extra, like, a dollar forty a week. He yeah. does this for, like, say, four weeks. He does it for, like, a month. So at that point, he has, what, six extra cans? Well, think about it. For every week... Uh, for every week that you have it, you've now got an extra week's worth of that supply. Right. And if you do, you do that, it for a year, you've got a year's worth of that supply. At some point, though, he needs to stop. Like, say he goes for a month and he gets two fours, he gets eight extra cans of it, right? Mm -hmm. The next month, he goes in the store and he buys something else he buys. Right. But he still buys his two cans of pork and beans he needs. Like a good prepper thing, like, say, spam. Or the generic equivalent, which will be cheaper in the exact same pre right. pretty much thing. Actually, I like some of the generics a lot better than the actual name brand. Yeah, I generally tend to buy name brand or non-name brand, store brand, because it's cheaper. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you do that for a while. Um, you do that, um, one, you don't even notice it. Like, right. 
you're, you, you start filling up your pantry, you get a deep pantry. So you have more stuff in your pantry, you're stocking up on it. And then, you know, you go long enough, you have 30 days worth of pantry, which yeah. is more than like 99% of people. And that's like, not, that's not hard to do. It's not hard. We've established it's only dollar forty. You could do more. Oh yeah, you could do more. Oh yeah. Um, there's things I like to do called like twenty dollar prep. You take twenty bucks and you go spend twenty dollars worth of prep out of food. Like this is something that I've. So my next prep that I'm gonna get, I'm gonna go to Walmart. I'm gonna go to Hardware. I'm gonna get a bucket and a lid. So we'll say five dollars, right? Then I'm gonna go and they have. They have like uh, muffin mixes for a buck. Chocolate chip muffin mix, blueberry muffin mix, cornbread muffin mix. These for a buck. I'm going to fill the bucket up with those mixes. It's not a long shelf life, but they're quick and easy. A lot of them are only add water. So um, you do that. It's not necessarily food I eat, but man, my kids would tear it up. Oh, yeah. You got to think about your family in a time like this. Yeah. So um, 20 bucks for prep. 20 bucks, like how much, how many cases of bottled water can you buy with 20 bucks? Oh my God. Like four? Like four cases of 30 or so? Depending on where you get it from. Yeah, even more. Yeah. Like I know a place I get three, uh, $3 for a case. I mean, for 20 bucks with tax and everything, it's six cases. Yeah. And let's say you go through, say, a case of water a week. You got like, you got like what, a couple weeks worth there? Almost a month? Yeah. Yeah. So, and you're like, oh, I don't drink bottled water. But if you live in like Mississippi right now, that bottled water is gold. Oh yeah, their water is coming out black from the tap. So <sighs> store your water. Um, I, you know what? I drink a lot of tap water and I filter it. But I do. I have bottled water too. Mm -hmm. So I have them both, and I store bottled water. So and that's another prep like. To, to increase like what one of the i'm thinking about doing is there's a natural spring down the street i'm gonna start taking into two of their bottles and storing that um and another big prep i'm thinking about doing is getting the kids together with a shovel and digging me a uh yep digging me a what's that word a trench nope foxhole nope, nope. a nope. grave think wizard of the oz storm shelter slash root cellar ah yeah, I think the kids having me dig a root cellar um, so I can... You know, digging, that brings us to the couch potato survival tip of the week. And that is when you're foraging, you remember that old adage, leave no stone unturned. You could find amazing things under, under rocks and under the foliage, protein, mushrooms, stuff like that. That's it. Continue. Yeah, so next up, so, you know, basics like... I have entire episodes and maybe I'll link to some of them on like getting into prepping. Um, you get, you get, you start saving money, you start copy canning, you get some water storage, you do all that. Next up is a blackout kit. Mike, you know what a blackout kit is? A kit that you use when you're ready to have no electricity? Yeah. Yeah. So, or that what I just said, but in English? Yes. It is. Four times when the power goes out. You can make this kit as big or as small as you want. Um, you talking about the thing with the batteries that you used to have? No. No, that was my battery backup system. Ah. Uh, that's like next level. Um, that's like, yeah. Yeah, if you have the money to build one of those, like you'll, it'll be the best prep you build. Um, blackout kit. So how many people recently 
have experienced blackouts or brownouts? Raise your hands. Yeah. Within the last 24 hours. Multiple ones in the last 24 hours. Um, it's, I want to, I want to have a nickname for it. Like the summer of like brownouts, like poop summer. Well, brownout and a blackout are two different things. Blackout means complete lack of power. Brownout is basically when there's so much uh, strain on the power grid, power supply or whatever, that it causes lower power to move through and therefore parts of the grid get cut off because of it. You know what? I got something. I, every once in a while, like, I hear stuff and it's like a slap in the face. Like, no one's thought about this. I told Mike something recently mm -hmm. uh, about about bad eating habits being like Stockholm syndrome. And I'm like, that oh, was, yes. that was literally a slap in the face. I was like, like, I just stared at my phone screen for a while. Just kind of dumbstruck. Now to clarify what he was saying by that bad eating habits, uh, you're on a diet or whatever. You're trying to be healthy. You're trying to lose weight, but you absolutely love, you adore cinnamon rolls. Okay. And you know, if you eat those cinnamon rolls, that it's going to make you gain weight. It's going to make you be sluggish. It's going to make you feel like crap. It's completely unbeneficial to your health. It's the exact opposite of beneficial. It does everything bad to you, but you love them so much and you refuse to give them up. It's identifying with your captor. They have got you held captive and you know they're bad for you, but you just can't stop eating them. Cinnamon rolls are one of my weaknesses. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'll buy, I mean, that's the thing. I was buying like a whole, like eight pack of them from Aldi or whatever. And I would sit there and eat those like all fucking eight of them. Aldi has the best fucking cinnamon rolls. Thanks Lane Reaper. Um, and thanks for whoever gave us the thumbs up. I appreciate that. Um, oh my God. First time I went to Corolla golden corral for a breakfast buffet and found out they had those big fucking gooey cinnamon rolls on the buffet. Oh, Jesus Christ. They might as well have just put a fucking gun to my head and blew my fucking brains out because I was going to sit there and just keep eating them. Yeah. Which I did. I bet there's... I, bet I was so bloated and full and not wanting to move and sick to my stomach by the time I fucking left because I ate like fucking 10 of those damn things. I literally bet there's therapists that specialize in food. Food addiction, stuff yeah. like I that. I need to find this guy talking about Stockholm Syndrome. I'll get him on the podcast and I have him talk to you. I'd love to get one of the, I'd love to get like a food therapist on here. If any of you are food therapists or know of a food therapist and you would like to be on the show, just contact us, james at survivalpunk.com. I have an idea. And I, if you'd like me to be a guest on your show, I might get a therapist on here. Couch potato giveaway at gmail.com. Um, so the thing that I was thinking about was, um, so I think everyone's pretty well aware that our power grid is in shambles. Uh, our power grid as a country and as a world is, is pretty lackluster. Like there's a lot of problems. There's a lot of blackouts. Like it's, it's, it's not primed for growth. It's not good to like expand things. Like it's bare, like it's being held together with duct tape and bailing wire right now. You know, there's three power grids in this country. I do know. Texas has one of their own. Yes. There's the East power grid, the West power grid and the Texas power grid. Right. So our power grid, even Texas power grid is pretty much shit. Like the power grids in the U.S. are shit. Well, when was the last time they were updated? Who or, knows? Yeah. It's been a while. They made um, them and then just let them sit there. What the fuck are you doing? Here's my question to you, Mike. Yeah. So the power grid is like garbage, right? And it's barely, it's not good for expansion. It's not very good. Like it can't handle a lot of loads. It, uh -huh. People in California are telling... California is telling them to set their their um, their 
thermostats to like 78 to try to take less power to put less you know uh demand on the grid right right uh in fact it, people that have smart home thermostats um the companies lock them at 78 per the state yeah get out of california um so so the power grid is not able to handle the loads in fact the loads we have is too much on it right what for cooling for cooling yeah it was locked at 78 that's not even cool no um so California was trying to trying to ban gasoline cars by 3035. So if you put 10% 3035, they have a 20, chance. 2035. <laughs> like, yeah, we should be out of gas by then. What do you think putting 10% more electric cars being charged at homes will do to the power grid? Oh Jesus Christ. They're not thinking. No. I, Smack your button. What button? That button. You know your big square button that holds the table in place. Oh. Thank you. Um so blackout kit say you get um, a milk crate everyone has a milk crate or you get a little storage box you put flashlights Not, batteries you put looking uh, for milk crates a while back that was an ordeal yeah so you put stuff in that and then you make sure everyone in your family knows power goes out you get this box it's got flashlights it's got um then you, know, you get little kids maybe you put in um coloring books and stuff like for my daughter so that when the power goes out, she's like, oh, here's here's flashlights and and here's uh, the coloring book and we can have fun or board games. Yeah, because never forget, one of the biggest enemies you're going to have during a survival situation is boredom. Please have, bring something to entertain yourself with. You know, candles. Maybe you have some like snackies in there. Even if it's as fucking insignificant as like, say, a harmonica or whatever, just something to entertain yourself with. Right. So you get we that. We have books. We have lots of books. And, and make sure you have light to read it with. So... Uh, you just get everything in one spot. Like you probably have all that stuff. You know, you have your flashlights in one. You have this. Like, but if you get a blackout kit, yep. everyone knows where it's at. Just consolidate it in one location, preferably with a handle. It takes some of the fear out of it. Yeah. Um, another great prep to have for these blackout times. Um, you can get them from big box stores. They're, I've seen them marketed as the Red Cross like night lights. What they are is so they're night lights that plug into your wall socket. And they're charging while you have power. As soon as that power is gone, though, boom, they all turn on. Right. So you can you can see to get to the bathroom and stuff. Right. You can you can just have like if you have a hallway with several outlets, put one in each of them. That way you got running lights. Yeah. If you got a little extra money to spend, but not quite as much money to get like to build your own battery backup system, you can get a computer UPS uninterrupted power supply. You plug in. You could plug in your computer, uh, or you can plug in say a light and your router and something else like it doesn't have a whole lot of power but if you have like your light and like your internet modem router your power goes off your ups kicks in has enough power for i don't know a couple hours and it'll run your router so you can use your cell phone it should be charged so you keep your internet it's making me think of that kevin smith's character in uh, live free or die hard oh, yeah. he's like i'm having to bust four generators just to stay online well, they're yeah. like, we need to look for him. How are we going to find him in a blackout? He'll be the only one with power. Yeah. <laughs> um, next up on national preparedness, so we're moving along here. Look for deals this month. Um, I may be sharing some deals. Um, there's a lot of companies in the survival preparedness industry, and there's a lot of companies that know about it that are pushing almost Black Friday-level deals right now to preppers. So, oh, my God. Uh, the place it's a good time to buy. The place where we get our discount meat had fucking filet mignons in the bin yesterday morning, which are still too expensive. But they were like 17 bucks for a two-pack. Man, I've gotten I've gotten fillets from there for like 
five bucks for a two pack. Oh, uh, see, if they had them for five bucks, there'd be fucking fillets in my fucking. Oh, you know, yesterday I made my very first water basted steaks. Yeah. Yeah. They came out a perfect medium rare. They were sirloins. Are you eating steaks still? No, I fixed those for the kids. Oh. But I was trying out my culinary uh, practice. Dude, uh, I might I made... eat steak later. Today is technically a minor cheat day for us. It's funny. We decided that on uh, our cheat days, instead of going low calorie, we'll just have a keto cheat day. <laughs> we're in rolls. I, uh, we haven't cheated and we're not going to cheat until our vacation. And man, I can't freaking wait. Like, I, I say it's our cheating. We haven't cheated yet. Um, I haven't eaten anything. I'm officially down 100 pounds, which is bones, dude quite the accomplishment i'm trying to end up at 115 well, 115 so, down since i went back on the diet i've already lost five pounds that's great possibly more since that last weigh-in uh so yeah look for deals um i'll try to share them if you just look like national preparedness month deals sales you'll find some um i know a couple of my sponsors have them uh, i'm trying to weed through some of those sponsors there's one that maybe i'm not having maybe i'm having trouble contacting with and to be honest, when I look at it, I don't think I've sent them any customers. So, yeah, I, I mean, if I was them, I'd say fuck you. Um, so. Shit happens. Yeah. Or doesn't happen, which is right. what happens here. So, look for the deals, and I'll I'll start sharing them. Um, there should be, I'll have probably some in the show notes. If you go to survivalpunk.com, look at the show notes, I'll have maybe uh, some deals in there. I'll have something in there. Oh, yeah. Um, take stock of your preps. This is a good time. So we're heading into the fall season. I like to do a fall, spring sort of prep assessment. You can be asked to do, but it's good to do it occasionally to kind of take stock of what you got. Basically, I went through all of my preps. I wrote down what they were in like a composition notebook. Wrote down what they were, say peanut butter powder. Um, the number of them and the calories per entire container or containers. So at the end, at the, the total, I would total up all of the total cal calories that I had stored and divide that by say a 2000 calorie a day diet to see how many days I had of 2000 calories. And then I did like say a $1,200, 1200 calorie like um stretch mode which you can then determine roughly depending on everything you count in there like how many days of calories you got uh, right and you you can decide whether you want to count like fats and oils and stuff as part of your calories like if you're in like the north pole and you're trying to hike to the center they drink they drink olive oil because it's yeah, the only way they can keep enough calories. Yeah, they need like 5,000 calories a day to maintain their body right at that point. So. Yeah, because it's not about how much food you actually eat. It's about how many calories that food contains. And how much you're burning. Right. Um, and I mean, in a survival situation, some of these survival situations, you'll be working a lot more. So you're oh, yeah. burning more calories. Some of them, like, if you watch Naked and Afraid, you know a good portion of your day will be spent, like, sitting around doing nothing, conserving calories. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like, 
There's a great myth that you'll be busting your ass 24-7 in a survival situation. One, it depends on the survival situation. Two, it'll be like peaks and valleys. There'll be moments of like intense physical demand. And there'll be times when you're just sitting around conserving energy because there's something to do. Um, So, uh, like I said, you take stock of everything you have and you figure out how many days you have. Um, generally, and if you, if you buy what you eat and you store what you eat, um, you can kind of know like Mondays I eat rice and beans and a meat. And so you have like dehydrated, you know, uh, freeze dried meat, or you have spam, you have a canned meat, you have something, um, you can kind of pair up those to be like, Oh, this, this, and that, that's a meal. This, and if you have like 30 of those. You have 30 days of that meal prepared. Um, Did you know one salting cracker is 42 calories? Possibly. I know. You know what, Mike? You like crazy diets. You should give the military diet a try. I saw a video about the milita- uh, the lose 10 pounds in, in like three days. Was it by Will Tennyson? I've seen a bunch I'm of people sure, do it. I'm not sure who uh, posted the video, but... Yeah, it was like three days, lose 10 pounds. Yeah, it looks miserable. Um, I mean, I'm sure I can do it because I, I've not eaten for three days. There's eggs and whole wheat toast on that diet. Yeah, and just garbage. Um, takes off of your preps. Um, so you also see what you're lacking, uh, not just, not just food-wise, but you can be like, well, these are the things I should have for survival, and I don't have these things. So... Uh, you can check by category. Like, do you have enough flashlights? Do you have enough batteries to power those flashlights? Do you have a way to recharge those batteries? Um, and what tiers? Like, so I like to have lithium batteries for like one-time use, kinda, um, and then rechargeable batteries. So, like, if you're doing something and you have you want to make sure that your batteries are good to go, then you pop in your lithiums. It's like your everyday use, you use your rechargeables, so you're recharging your rechargeables. Um, especially in things like high wear and tear, remotes, kids, game controllers, rechargeables. Um, you're going out at night and checking a loud noise you heard, lithiums. Um, so take stock of your preps, see what your holes are, and test some of your preps. You know, like... If you've got a knife and you've never used it or anything, you have a prep and you've never used it, you don't know that it works. So when you actually need it, you're not going to know how to, what the fuck to do with it or how to even use it. Right. So just that and then just knowing it's quality. Like I went to a gun show one time and I saw I saw a Marine K-Bar for 25 bucks. And I was like, I've never seen a Marine K-Bar I've for under $60. It's a knife. It's the Marine knife that everyone knows, like, the with the stacked rings on it. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty sure your dad had, like, one. I've, or I've seen one somewhere. Associated no, he with didn't you. have any of that military shit. Um, he used one once to kill Charlie. Um, I never saw one for less than 60 bucks. So when I saw $25, like just sort of gut reflex, like the money was out of my hand before I really considered it. And then I like, I got to look at it. It said made in China. And I was like, oh, fuck me. At that point, I developed a hatred for this knife. I hated it. I wanted no part of it. 
it's not a, it's not a K bar. It's a China bar. Um, so I went out in the woods testing it with the whole purpose of just breaking it. Like I went out there. I remember this. I went out there and tried batoning with like a fell down tree. Like I had, I was trying to just snap this knife in half. Um, and I beat on it for days. days. Like I just beat the shit out of this knife. Took everything I had and, and stayed sharp. I, I'm blown away. Best 25 bucks I spent on a knife ever. Um, so, so his tip is if you really want to test something out, hate it. <laughs> Yeah, just beat the crap out of it. Try to fucking destroy it. And if you can destroy Well, the next point was test your, your preps. We just talked about that. Test your preps. Um, all of them. Make sure they work. Make sure how well they work. Um, like, I bought a... Dude, I overspent. Like, I underspent on that knife. I overspent on this, like, fold-out, like, solar charger. You got a, a solar charger? I still have a solar charger. Yeah. Um, it's small, though. It's like... It's like this big or so like you fold it out into three parts you're supposed to be able to like strap it on your backpack or put it up at your base camp and you know, charge your cell phone and stuff right uh-huh. um this was this was years ago when cell phones required much less power um and i spent man probably 60 bucks on it now, if you have solar panels that are only like that it does also work like a power bank so you can charge it so that it has a full charge, and the sunlight can kind of trickle charge it. Uh, it if you it have works. to charge your solar powered bank with well, like plugging it in, because well, then you—I mean—at that point, it, you just have like a power bank. So you have a power bank that might possibly charge itself. Like it does charge. It it really does. Uh, it's just kind of slow and inefficient. But that's solar panels for you. Um, I'm sure by now, because this was. 10 years ago i'm sure now there there's some more efficient ones uh and there's better ones i've seen better like fold out ones um test your preps to make sure they work and how well they work you know solar energy is not spread out nearly as far as it should be by now and you know why that is it sucks it proliferated before it was efficient they got this idea like oh we could charge stuff with solar so they tried to push it out and then everybody realized how sucky it was you know Before how they old, made it efficient. You know how old photovoltaic uh, technology is? Huh. Like, you want to shoot a guess? The Egyptians. Um, possibly. Don't, don't, don't. It was aliens. No. Um, no, they found, like, shit in fucking, like... I think it was, like, the late 1800s, to be honest. Or early, early 1900s. The, the, um, the jars. Uh-huh. The jars that possibly were, like, electrical batteries. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what I was thinking of. I just couldn't remember how old they were. Yeah. I know they found honey in like a gym shed tombs that was still edible. Because it's just one food that doesn't expire. As long um, as it doesn't get contaminated, it's still edible hundreds of years later. Rotate things out. So when you're when you're assessing your preps, check for expired stuff. We all know the expiration dates are kind of iffy at the best. But, you know, like... I have a can of beans that's probably 10 years expired. Me and Mike are going to eat them on air, obviously. Uh, obviously. And incidentally, my dad, when he was in Vietnam, was eating sea rations left over from the Korean War. Yeah. Yeah. I... MRE Steve, 1982. 
I've seen this dude eat World War One rations. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, and maybe he's got food poisoning twice. Which you're like, oh, he's got food poisoning twice. No, no, no. He's only got food poisoning twice. That's impressive. I've seen him eat some stuff. It's amazing. I, whoa, 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 no, 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 no. Hold on. Hold okay. on. I have one better for you. Uh-huh. I saw him eat Civil War rations. Civil War rations. He scraped off a piece of, I think, hardtack and ate it. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, so we're talking like, what, a hundred something year old yes, food? Yes. It's well over a hundred years at this point. Yeah. Civil War was like the 18... Yeah, that's Civil 70s, War. 1880s, that's Civil War like that? 1.0, not Civil War 2.0. Yeah. The original one, the blue and the gray. Right. Not the one that's still trying to happen. Right. The blue and the red. Like the ball. black and the red or something. Who knows? The black and the blue. Who knows? We're all black and blue at this yeah. point. But no, I mean, it's amazing what your body can actually ingest, especially if it's been trained to. I mean, I saw a video years ago, this guy who basically let food rot and yeah. then was like, had trained his body to just like eat all this rotten food. I mean, shit that had mold on it, shit that he kept in jars, not refrigerated. Right. And uh, it was just whatever. I mean, it's amazing what you could survive through. And it's amazing what your body can actually use. I mean, think about it. You could technically eat leather. Yeah. If you do the right stuff to it. Uh, let's see. Mike, give me your, give me your best uh, British Jon Snow accent and tell me winter is coming. <clears throat> Hi, Governor. Winter's coming. And he's never seen Game of Thrones. So, yeah. Winter <laughs> is coming. <laughs> um, Winter is coming. That's better. Okay. So, there's a lot of your... Uh, so, if you think about it, not just from that National Preparedness Month, but from a fall heading into winter season, there's winter preps you need to start thinking of. And it depends on where you're at, too. Um, if you live in Wisconsin, um, you you should be putting up tons of firewood or yeah. preparing for a cold winter. Your winter preps are going to be different whether you live in Phoenix, Arizona, or Juneau, Alaska. Yes. Um, whereas in Tennessee, I use... Our winters are so fucking unpredictable. I use a rain barrel 99% of the winter. That's how warm it stays. Um, we get We get several cold days... We get some really cold days. Oh, yeah. Um, occasionally, we'll have a, like, fucking a week-long ice, ice storm. Remember Ice Mageddon? Yeah. No, occasionally, we'll have, like, big ice storms. Occasionally, we'll have huge snow. And some winters, we don't have, we don't see a flake of shit. No. So, definitely think about getting your winter prep squared away now. It's a good time for it. So, God, winter is dome. coming. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember Snowdome. Oh, God. A few years ago, we had an, we had this uh, geological event that everybody nicknamed the Snowdome. Like, all the states that completely surrounded Tennessee were getting, like, f several feet of snow, but not us. Not it us. was just, like, the warm air and the cool air, or someone was forming this giant bubble that just kept everything out. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Can something. You know, if you had a if you had a good summer, if you had a good growing season, uh, it's time to put up some of that food. I don't like the term canning because it. I mean, most canning I've ever seen has been done in jars. Right. It should be jarring. That's too jarring. That's horrible. Ding dong, ding. 
Yeah. Um, and it's it's always been called canning. Uh, I I really want to put up. I want to get out the pressure canner and do some canned meats um, for the winter. Canned meats is not terribly overpriced right now. Um, it may be getting really overpriced. Um, is it deer just... season yet? <sighs> no, it's squirrel season. You want okay. to hunt a squirrel? No. Okay. Um, maybe there's there's a like special deer season coming up. Archery season starts soon. There's a squirrel in that tree right there. There's two squirrels. Okay, that tree. Yeah. You just pull it in that tree right there. There's like a fucking thousand trees out yeah. there. Yeah. Then put up something. Uh, you'll be happy you did. It's a good skill to learn. It's one of those things like if you didn't grow up canning, you're not really exposed to a lot of canning. Like it seems like magic. Mm -hmm. Like you can put stuff in hot water and it just doesn't need the refrigerator. You want to make sure like you learn. Um, and there's lots of like, so like there's a lot of people that like are kind of going against the FDA. Like our ancestors canned stuff without the FDA. It didn't so, exist back then. Didn't exist. Um, you know, and pressure canners aren't that old. People canned meat before the FDA said you couldn't can meat unless it was in a pressure canner. I'm not advocating. Don't listen to me. Um, maybe look up rebel canners and, and see where that goes for you. But um, you know what? Like I canned, I canned like 10 pounds of ground beef one time. Uh, and when you, you can meat, like you're never going to pop it out and have like a juicy hamburger or a steak. It does make delicious say like barbecue stew meat or with ground meat uh, it makes stews and i used it for chili so you know you're it's like two pounds of chili or two pounds of ground beef per can the you know the recipe for chili calls for like two pounds of ground beef you just open the can from your shelf pour it in and it makes delicious chili and you don't need refrigeration i tell you though if you ever do want to ask humanity why look up that picture of that canned canned hamburger I'd eat that, dude. If you send me a can of canned hamburger, oh, me and Michael so, eat that. No, we'd eat it, but it just looks so gooey on the bottom. Uh, Jeff Radke from the Lost Skills, uh, he uh, recently reposted that on his Instagram. Yeah. Um, Does he still do that podcast? He's trying to get back into it. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Well, stay tuned for the Lost Skills podcast. Yeah, and I'm trying to get him back on to talk about deer hunting. Maybe I'll get. Yeah, I'd love it. Love Radke back on here. Maybe I'll get my buddy Scav on to talk. He's the whole reason that we still say use guys at the end of every podcast. Yeah. Two more things. So we talked about. I didn't talk about it. So it's a good time to plan a mock bug out and or just take a camping trip with your family. Like my wife keeps trying to get me to go camping with her, and I'm always like. Not in the middle of summer when it's like 80 degrees at night still. Like, you, it's hot, it's sweaty, it's gross, there's bugs, I don't want to do it. Don't get the two You go in though. fall and you go in, like, early spring. Like There's camping and there's camping. And so, whatever, like... Don't go glamping. We're not talking about glamping here. Um, frozen dish soap cleaning hack. You might be interested. So, it's a good time to test your preps and just get out in the woods, like, with your family or yourself, so... Or go glamping and just take this stuff with you to try it out. Right. Just get out in the woods and have some Might fun. as well be comfortable while you still can. Right. So, let's... I'm going to read this to you because I'm not good at memorizing scripts. Ha ha ha. 
hold that up where they can see the logo there. Today's episode is brought to you by Element. Healthy hydration isn't just about drinking water. It's about water plus electrolytes. It makes sense. You lose both water and sodium when you sweat. Both need to be replaced to prevent muscle cramps, headaches, and energy dips. Most people only replace water. Why? Because since 1940s, we've been told to drink eight glasses of water per day, thirsty or not. Drinking beyond that is a bad idea. It dilutes blood electrolyte levels, especially sodium. And we all know the war on sodium. Which leads to headaches, low energy, cramps, confusion, or worse. This low sodium situation called hyponatremia is a super common among endurance athletes. The solution isn't to stop drinking water, though. It's to drink water plus electrolytes. Enter Drink Element. Just mix a flavorful electrolyte drink mix into your water bottle and you're good to go. No sugar or artificial junk, just electrolytes and great taste. Element has your electrolyte needs covered. Former research biochemists Rob Wolf and Kego Gaines founder Tyler Cartwright and Louis... Pasteur? Villasnor formulate element to provide the optimal ratios of sodium, potassium, and magnesium for health, performance, and energy. They also formulated element to please your palate. Try orange salt, citrus salt, my favorite, uh, or experimental five other flavors. The newest is watermelon salt, a classic flavor combo. Um, the watermelon salt is delicious. If you're not allergic to watermelon. And it's not real watermelon. Element came up with a fantastic offer for us. Just go to drinkelement.com backslash survivalpunk, uh, and the link will be in the show notes, and use promo code, uh, no promo code. Just go to that drinkelement.com backslash survivalpunk. That's element, L-M-N-T. And you'll get a free sample pack with every order. So you order anything from Drink Element, from Element, and you get a sample pack of, uh, there's a lot of flavors in there. There's like all... Maybe all five flavors. You get all five flavors. Um, and you help support Survival Punk. If Element doesn't exceed your expectations, they offer a no questions asked refund policy. You don't even have to send it back. Um, as no preppers, As preppers, we know the importance of hydration. Uh, the number one killer in the world is dehydration. Um, usually from extreme diarrhea, from drinking bad water. And did you know that the vast majority of people are dehydrated and don't even realize it? Right. Um, You're dehydrated right now, probably. Yeah. I'm on my second element of the day, so I'm well I'm well hydrated. That's not something he has to worry about. I drink a lot. We uh, took a three-hour car trip, and he stopped four times to go pee. And each time he came out with a giant drink. Yes, I'm very thirsty. Um, we, went, we went to a, like, 100-degree park one time, and Mike peed one time because I told him he needed to go pee. I was drinking all day. Yeah. yeah. I was drinking constantly, but it was all coming out my pores. It was all straight whiskey. Uh, and on that terrible disappointment, this has been James from SmilePunk.com. And this has been Couch Potato Mike. Just reminding you guys about the time the two guys walked into a bar. you think the second one would have ducked. DIY survive, you guys. You guys!